cliffcentral.com. Tim, what's up, brother? This is Charles. Regarding your question around consumption patterns, I actually can't say that I have had any uh, dramatic revelations. I've tried to live my life for as long as I can remember now, searching for that balance. I'm moving towards that balance of the things I do for myself and the things I do for other people. I think being on lockdown has only reinforced the importance of that for me. There's a professor at one of the New York universities named Patrick Grimm. He says, continually moving towards that balance of what we do for ourselves and others is what he calls the good life. I call it the sweet life or what the Italians refer to as La Dolce Vita. Hello. Um, in this lockdown period, I've been able to sort of assess a lot of things, obviously because we have nothing but time. <laughs> but it's given me the opportunity to sort of like look at areas in my life and assess the energy that I'm putting into these areas versus the value that I'm getting out of them. You know, fashion is uh, taking a back seat during this COVID pandemic. So we wait for the shops to open and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy some retail therapy once we're able to safely do that again. Um, so yeah, that's, that's essentially how COVID has affected my consumption patterns. Hey guys, I'm Timothy Maurice and this is the Brain and Brand Show. Our goal is to help you understand human behavior through the lens of brain and brand science. I hope you leave each episode with more ideas about how to design your personal and brand influence. Today we explore a simple idea. How has been forced into your home by a pandemic changed what you want more of and less of? This episode was triggered by a conversation with my mentor who says after three weeks in lockdown, he realized that the one million rand he spends on office space for his group of businesses could be reduced to less than half because employees were more productive at home. He then went on to say that this realization sparked him to think about what he wanted more of and less of in his personal life. I left this conversation and began to think about my own, more or less. Momentum Worldwide, an advertising agency, conducted consumer research about this very subject and discovered 76% of consumers wanted to spend their money on experiences rather than products. But this got me thinking about the billions of people around the world, particularly in the developing regions, who didn't grow up with an abundance of material things. Isn't it normal for them to want to experience driving a fancy car or shopping at a luxury brand store, one that they've only seen in Hollywood movies? Roy Sutherland, vice chair of Ogilvy UK, wrote about this phenomenon in an article called The Dematerialization of Consumption, which in economics refers to the idea that people require fewer material goods for the economy to grow. Sutherland wrote, it seems the UK had reached a space where it has enough things. The industrial age introduced the consumer to unlimited choice, and as the middle class grew around the world, we began collecting material items to signal to the world, look at me, I can afford this brand and that piece of jewelry. But as Sutherland put it, many countries have now reached peak stuff. He wrote this back in 2016. I reached out to Roy a few weeks into the pandemic and asked him how he thinks consumer consumption patterns are likely to change. I think um, 
One of the central things is that human nature fundamentally doesn't change very much, but it finds different forms of expression. And so people are status-seeking creatures. That isn't going to change. But what you might see among young people, for example, is that the status you possess and derive from owning a flash car has reduced massively in 40 years, whereas the status you gain from exotic travel has gone up. And that's partly a product of things like Instagram, for example, where it's much easier to show off your holiday and arguably more embarrassing to show off your car on social media. With clothing, I think something similar has happened, which is that Instagrammability has probably driven people towards fast fashion. Now, exotic, expensive fashion is scarce because it's expensive. There isn't that much of it. Not many people can afford it. Fast fashion achieves the same scarcity in arguably a much, much more wasteful way which is that the scarcity is chronological rather than economic. In other words, these things are only fashionable for a very short time. So being able to show them off in the moment is where you gain your status. As Roy mentioned, social media is playing a role in how we think of what we do and don't need to feel significant. If you post an experience with a baby laughing or traveling to an exotic region of the world versus another new pair of shoes... For many, there is more fulfillment in the story and depth of the experience versus the material post. However, in many parts of the world, as I mentioned earlier, if you post a fancy car or a Gucci bag, this is still a home run on social media, especially in areas where you are the first in your community to have this luxury. I reached out to a few more friends and associates from around the world and asked them, how has this moment in history changed your more or less desires? Hey Tim, so what I've been finding is that I really feel like I need to have little luxuries every day. It's the little piece of chocolate, um, it's a lot of snacks and chips, uh, but then I'm also finding that there's cooking of foods that ordinarily wouldn't cook at home. I'm trying to make food that I would want to have when I'm out, um, having gourmet burgers or um, a really nice um, Mexican taco dish, um, different different things that I wouldn't ordinarily cook at home and would eat out. Um, so trying to mix up uh, the healthy with the luxuries and with the naughties. Hey, Timothy. Um, I've realized that lockdown has made me come to terms with the fact that I was wasting a lot of money on entertainment and on drinks, and on dinners, and all kinds of things that I didn't need to do. And I know that sounds sort of glib, but the reality is these things can be done much more cheaply. We can do more at home. I think inevitably, because of what's going to happen with the economy, we will be forced to be doing more at home. And I think just rampant consumerism is going to take a massive knock. So there are a lot of brands that have existed as luxury brands and wealthy people's toys that will slowly start to fade away and become less and less important um, in terms of their social cachet. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic about that. From this lockdown, I've learned to be more appreciative of time, and that is not a given. Two months ago, I could step outside of my house without worrying about whether I'll make it back home safely 
or if I would contract a virus that can potentially cut my life dramatically short. And so I've learned to not take time for granted and to do the things I keep putting off. I've also learned to worry less. It's so hard not worrying during this difficult time. However, I've learned that worrying doesn't change anything. Um, so Tim, um, I've given it a thought. Um, it looks like I have been consuming a lot more media. I have signed up for things such as Netflix, DSTV. Yeah, so less shopping and less, less spending unnecessary um, money. So what I've realized I need more of during lockdown is actually personal services. I think oftentimes um, we underestimate um, the impact uh, that we take psychologically. Um, and I think from a well-being perspective, um, if I think about my typical routines, um, down days at the spa or just something as simple as having your, your hair done or going for mania or a pedicure, um, as much as it's oftentimes seen as a little bit of a self-indulgence, I think those moments of just pausing and taking a step back is so important for your mental well-being. So as someone that's really um, busy uh, working mom and an executive, what I realized I need less of during lockdown, interestingly, is um, fast foods and restaurants. Hi, Tim. So how have my consumption um, patterns changed since the start of COVID? Majority of my consumption is focused on, you know, what I have in my home. Um, groceries, of course, is the biggest um, change, I think, because, you know, it used to be about just keeping your staples at home and, and having basic things. I've, you know, I've never been too adventurous with cooking, but suddenly not being able to go out and eat is making you say, OK, I can't be just cooking the same things every day. And so you start buying different ingredients and trying out new recipes and trying to at least, you know, get a little bit of satisfaction. Uh, I, I guess food is, is something we really enjoy. I've always been um, a restaurant goer. So trying to replace that somewhat uh, in, in the home. Um, other than that, of course, I think spending a little bit of extra money um, and focusing on, on uh, communications and making sure we've got good communications in place we run our office from the same property as our home uh, but all of our staff is now of course working remotely so the cost of communication making sure they are all set up they all have internet so that we can work um, and you know deliver to clients that's certainly something we're spending more money on uh, now in this covid uh, situation and then of course no longer going out and doing shopping um, you know fashion is uh, taking a back seat during this COVID pandemic. So we wait for the shops to open and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy some retail therapy once we're able to safely do that again. This is an interesting topic. At the beginning of lockdown, um, social media went crazy. The news went crazy. Everything was about self-love, taking time out to rest, recuperating, bonding, spending time with the kids, uh, being with family. And, and it was so overwhelming and I felt completely stressed about the whole thing. It was get fit, get healthy, do a hundred courses, don't miss out, don't delay. You're going to fall off the bandwagon if you, if you miss any of this. 
And then I read a post on social media that said, be careful of the burnout you might um, attract during lockdown if you get consumed by all of this. And that really made me think. Um, and, and even at the time, I thought, oh, this is just, it's a lot of nonsense, but there's a bit of truth in it. So how do we separate all of this? Um, and for me, there's three big things that stand out. It's purpose, change, and living consciously. So what is my purpose in life? You know, how am I going to define that? Uh, am I living it to its full potential? Have I realized it to change? What are the things about me that I've been wanting to change for forever? And now I have the time to really take a bit of time out um, and, and try and see what I'm going to change about myself. And then living consciously. There's a lot of things that I wouldn't say we take for granted, but there's a lot of things we don't have during this lockdown, which we've become to appreciate a lot more, you know, going out, spending time with our friends, having a glass of wine, you know, sharing that face-to-face -face conversation, interaction. And I think those are the things, not that we took it for granted, like I say, but that we're going to appreciate so much more. There's a lot of things I needed more of, and I can break it down into purpose change and living consciously, and that would be broken down further into food, body, and mind. Um, so food, what do I need more of? Chocolate and wine, most definitely. Uh, for my body, I've realized that I want to do exercise, but do the exercises that work for me, things that I enjoy. So running out on the road is something I can't do right now, um, but I do jog around the house and I manage to clock 5Ks every now and then. Uh, I'm planking. I A few weeks ago, I was at a minute 15 seconds. Today, I reached 3 minutes 44 seconds. And then in the mind, you know, there's a lot of things we read in the news and on social media and, and it can drive you insane. And so I've made the conscious decision that if anything looks or sounds fake, I'm not even going to go further than the first two lines. And to really just fill my mind with positive thoughts, good inspirational messages. And at this time of lockdown, to surround myself with people and conversations. And when I say surround myself with people, I mean the people I interact with on the phone and have really deep, meaningful conversations that are positive and that almost take me to the next level of thinking. Whether you grew up with everything you wanted or at the bottom of the economic pyramid and could only dream of shopping for luxurious material items, this moment in history will change how we consume on some level. Brands will need to help the consumer design more meaningful memories and more purposeful engagement with the products. At either level of the economic scale, consumers will demand more significance to be associated to the materials they acquire. A good starting point is to design campaigns that show more emotion and trigger a narrative that inspires the consumer to think beyond showing off and more about showing meaning. Thanks for listening and please rate and share this podcast with someone you care about. And by the way, me personally, I would like more conversations in bookstores with better coffee and fewer Zoom calls. A huge thanks to my virtual guests that shared their more or less thoughts. Charles Henderson, Roy Sutherland, Nadia and Zara Rauji, Gareth Cliff, Candice Watson, Nontandam Tatwa, Nomsa, Abigail Mohorosi, and Leanne Morgan. I appreciate you. Until next time.